Hey Dreamers, did you not get to make it to DreamCon 2017 this year? For just $10, you can download the virtual ticket and get access to the HD video, MP3 copies of all the talks, and some other bonus material. Just go to superjopardo.com forward slash virtual to get your ticket now and start getting inspired by the amazing speakers that rock the stage. Hey Dreamers, today my guest is making his dreams come true by creating a better tomorrow, which I can definitely get behind. <laughs> Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show, and I'm going to mess up his name, It's you say, I think he said it was traditional Romanian? Yeah. Uh, Robert In- Indres. Andreas. <laughs> Andreas? Andreas? Andreas. Oh, <laughs> There's like an yeah. E and an I. It's like, I yeah. don't want to say ish, but I don't want to say ish. It's like <laughs> E-ish. E-ish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How are we doing today, Robert? Great, great. Thanks. Just uh, looking forward to an amazing uh, weekend right here. Oh, yes. Me too. It's uh, Easter weekend at the uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you doing anything special for Easter or the... Well, definitely. So this this time around, I'm right now in Mexico, and Mexicans have um, like a Saint Week, something like that, Semana Santa. And my angel took the weekend, the week off, the entire next week. So I decided to join her, and we're gonna travel all across Mexico. So I'm oh, looking forward to that. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well. Well, Robert, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself? Mm-hmm. Self. Mm-hmm. I almost did the like the ish and the ish, uh, yeah, self. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, so I was born in a very small town in Transylvania, like a few hours away from the castle driving. So right there, I didn't really have much in terms of tech. Uh, I spent the majority of my youth with uh, with cows and sheep uh, <laughs> and doing uh, a, a lot of farming and with with my uh, with my relatives in in a small town like i think it had 2000 people basically everyone knows each other so uh, you know you know them by where they live and what their uncle's name is and things like that i after that went on to high school in a different city so i moved when i was 14 then things started to ramp up because then i started learning computer sciences i started going to uh, math competitions and uh, everything regarding it tech engineering (laughs) then i got a bit into astrophysics i actually taught that uh, once in italy so that was amazing after that, I started moving into a career in tech, and something changed. For some reason or another, I started getting migraines. Uh, I don't know why. It was I started thinking about complex um, situations, like engineering situations, to figure out solutions, and I started getting these horrible migraines. I don't know why. So because of that, I said, no, I can't do this to myself. It's, it's so painful, <laughs> so I need to stop. And then the next best thing, I went into sales. So <laughs> dynamically, like <laughs> radically different. I went into sales because I I, I like people, and I, I learned that in sales you you do you 
talk a lot with people. You you interact a lot with people. So I decided to go do that. I went into like the worst possible sales scenario, which is I started selling insurances, right? Life and health insurances, which by my standards was pretty easy because like the package was easy. Like you, you put money into it. If you don't use it, you get it back. If you do use it, I mean, I, I hope you won't, but uh, it's there for you, right? So it was for me, it was a very easy sell. And two months into it, like imagine I was 18. I literally turned 18 on the sales seminar. <laughs> and uh, I was, but in two months, I already passed like two or three ranks. And I was already invited as like a VIP to I don't know how many conferences in the company. After that, I got recruited by another company. So I went from 5% commission to 30%, which for me was a no-brainer. I automatically started earning six times more. After that, when I went into other things, but eventually I did come back to my roots. I did come back into tech. I do marketing now for other companies and I help other businesses grow in general. So right now I own three companies. One's called Westrom, which is like my little baby. <laughs> I've been nurturing Westrom since 2012 with my co-founder, Marius. After that, I have Experiment 27, a company that I joined two years ago in 2015. Eventually ended up being a co-founder um, with Alex Berman. I'm owning X27 with Alex Berman. We do marketing in X27 and we do software and development, uh, sorry, sorry, software and marketing in Westrom. And then I also am on the board of a startup, a New York startup called CookFeed, uh, with, with which we want to help chefs. You know, there are a lot of cooking shows out there, like on TV, etc. The whole but channel, you, you, Food Network. Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You literally either need to be rich to be there, like you need to have big lump sums of cash to be on TV, or you you have to be very, very good, which is unfair to all of those aspiring chefs, right, which are literally artists in their field that can do that. So with CookFeed, we want to like democratize that industry and make sure anyone can have a channel, anyone, right, just like a podcast, anyone can have a, a channel, anyone can um show what they what they can do right so that's very important for us and uh, that's what we're trying to build with cookie no i love that that's awesome <laughs> so you. so i gotta ask how how did growing up on a farm uh <laughs> like how how does that equate to what you're doing now because i i can imagine that there's some parallels that you've or, mm -hmm. or at least the uh, explanations <laughs> that you could give it like well i'm good at x because yeah yeah. sheep you know or, yeah, or exactly. pigs exactly well my big so or let, let's say two of my biggest benefits from uh, growing up how i did was number one i learned the fruits of hard work right i would always get praise when i would do hard work then i would always get like uh, i don't know bad looks whenever whenever i would slack because in a, in a farm, you, you can't really slack. I mean, <laughs> it, there are just that many things you can do. So someone can just say, hey, yeah, you didn't mow the lawn, right? And that's a very uh, basic example, but it's noticeable. The fruits of your work, like you can see them almost instantly. Do we have corn in the stack or do we don't, or don't we, right? So 
Um, I really enjoyed working. That's that's something that I learned when I was very young. I enjoyed working, and even now I put in 12, 14, 16 hour days of, uh, of pure work. Not when I'm with Adriana. <laughs> so right now my life revolves around work, some passion projects, and then Adriana. And when I'm in Romania, uh, Adriana in most cases isn't there. So when I'm in Europe, so I work almost all day, every day, including weekends. Because for me, I don't really see a difference between uh, a Wednesday and a Saturday. <laughs> it's just a day for me. And uh, I really much enjoy doing what I do. So I tend to work all day. And then when I'm with her, of course, I uh, go between work, I, I stay with her, and then I do some other things, like I design something or I don't know, some passion project. Like, for example, the last my last passion project was dancing. I learned how to dance uh, Latin dances, like uh, salsa and bachata. So that was very nice. And uh, the second thing I learned was that I don't... I don't put myself mental roadblocks. You know, people people put themselves things like, I'm not going to do that. That's below me. Or I don't do that because that's... I don't. Grow up. Who says it's... Below? You put your own rules, right? So after... Literally after cleaning up, right, the, the crap of cows from a, a barn, you don't you don't really have any expectation. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, is it... If you need to do it, just do it, right? If it's part of the process, it's part of the journey, it's a skill you need to learn, just do it. Learn it. You, that doesn't mean two years, ten years from now, you're going to do the same thing. You just need to do it right now. Learn it, get good at it, do it. And after that, you can delegate it. You'll become richer. You'll make more money. You, your upside will be higher. Profits will be higher. You can hire someone later. But right now, if someone needs to do it, just do it and don't whine about it. Whining never helped right? Your business or yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Plus, I mean, one thing that you didn't mention was that if you'd understand what goes into the process of, of doing a, a task in your job mm -hmm. or yeah. in your business, um, yeah. you know how long it takes. So when somebody yeah. says, oh, yeah, that exactly. takes so long time. And yeah. it's like, well, no, I, I did it for, for yes. a while. Yes. I've done, I've done it at least once. I know the process and <laughs> yes. no, it doesn't. You're just exactly. not doing the work. Exactly. Exactly. And that's very important because we did have in the past. We did have discussions. Uh, for for example, on the marketing team, how much it takes to do an X uh, task, right? And like, no, I can get that done in half the time or in one quarter of the time. And someone might say, yeah, that's you. Okay, that's me. But the goal is to be as good as I am. Or, or don't, don't you aspire to be better in your role? Or don't don't you aspire to be better than me because I, I'm not in that role anymore? So at the end of the day, if someone's in that role. Um, every single day, every week, right? Every work week, then you should become better than I am because I've stopped doing that, right? One year ago, two years ago. So now you should, you can literally surpass whatever results I was getting a year ago. Yeah. Plus, so I, plus you know how to optimize the process so that people yes. can do it faster, you know, yes. like the things that you've learned. And, you know, I always, entrepreneurs and business owners are, are professional problem solvers. So mm -hmm. for us, mm -hmm. it's, it, it just comes naturally to be like, okay, how can I shave off five seconds yes. here and then multiply yeah. that by 10 times because yeah. I got to do yeah. it 10 times a day. Um, yeah. so, exactly. so that, that, that that's awesome to hear though. Another point that's important here, like, for example, 
many people that do not have an entrepreneurial mindset, it's better not to work with those, especially when you're at the beginning. It's, it's much better to, to work with people that understand that, hey, we need growth. We need, we need to do things better. But some people do not have that mindset and those don't take this feedback very well. So whenever you ask them, okay, how can we do this faster? They get angry. They, they get like frustrated. Okay, why would I do it? Fa you do it faster so we can do more of it. That is just so simple to understand, at least for me. Let's do it faster and let's do it this with the same level of quality. And they're like, no, quality drops when you do it faster. I'm like, no, that's a rule you have in your mind. But you can do it faster and better than you're doing it right now. You just don't know how. Let's figure it out together, right? But they get angry when you tell them this because I, I'm already do it, doing it. And we reached recently in X27 had a discussion like that when we tried to provide feedback. Okay, how can we do uh, more uh, work that matters, right? And then the, one of the people we were talking to got angry. I'm like, dude, you shouldn't get angry. We were just trying to grow the business. We're trying to improve processes, right? <laughs> That's very important to understand. No, that's a that's a very uh, valid point. People get defensive because you feel if I guess they feel like you're pointing out inadequacy about them, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're they're not good enough. Um, they're yeah. not doing a good job, and and that's like yeah. really like a triggering thing more than a mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. legit. You're telling them yeah. that they suck at what they do. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's not 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 based in reality. It's just their perception of what you said, because your own goal is to grow the company, grow the processes, make sure everything is better, everything flows, and, mo and most importantly, that everything flows without you, right? That, that people just know what to do, and at any point in time, I can delegate something and know it's going to be done well, and it's going to be done fast. Absolutely, absolutely. That's what I, I call predictable processes, right? Exactly. So you know, you exactly. know what the, the answer, the result is going to be every single time. Exactly. Um, yeah. And there's a process in case there's something that's an anomaly and doesn't. There's yeah, a process that exactly. you set up for that um, exactly. so they can get handled and not just like go into a filing cabinet and like, well, yeah. we have this whole cabinet three weeks later, yeah. a month later, <laughs> full of like, well, we didn't know what to do. So we just stuffed it here. Exactly. Um, so, Robert, why don't we talk about some of the first steps that you took when you got started with your first starting up your first business? Mm -hmm. I, it was West Rom. Uh, my very first business call uh, was called um, let me remember dot index right I, I was I was very much a geek before so I am still am and my my angel calls me a geek every time she gets the chance to do that but basically um, it was a company that built software and it was in my mind very easy to manage right I, I might have been lucky with to to um to work with entrepreneurial people and it was very easy to manage we were three people and we were doing software projects i eventually ended up selling that company because i didn't like that it was not fulfilling me in general whenever i would transition from a career it was because it was not fulfilling anymore so for example when i went into sales I started selling insurances. Everything was awesome. Everything was nice. I loved the people. I loved what I was doing. And then eventually uh, two things happened. Number one, uh, I was selling and selling and selling. And at one point, one month, I didn't sell as much as the month previous. But I was already selling, I think, three or four times more than anyone else would 
expect of me, right? So, so I was already over. When, when in the month I was not delivering as much as I would want to, I was still double. Uh, my productivity was still double the amount of someone else. So, um, but that did happen, right? Because it does happen. I had something else to do that month or whatever. And then my team, my leadership, quote, team, came to me and said, why aren't you delivering? I'm like, I am. Well, what are you talking about? She's, and they're like, but you delivered more last month. Okay, yeah, so what? <laughs> I don't understand. What? What's not to understand, right? It, it's not a math problem, right? It's just reality. It's life, right? And they were like, no, 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 you have to deliver as much as you did last month. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to stop pressuring me, right? I was 18 at the time. I, I had parties. I had uh, school. <laughs> I had so many other things to think about, right? And they're like pressuring me. and like, no, stop doing that. And they automatically became like negative. And I don't know, they changed their mood. They weren't smiling anymore. The only time they would smile is when I would actually make a sale. And they would be like, ah, yeah, I told you, you can do it. I'm like, I know I can do it. I never doubted my capability, right? But uh, yeah, I didn't like that. So I transitioned to another company. Actually, the best part was that they had hunted me because they found out I, I was the most productive on the team. So that was just a natural decision to make. But after that, I transitioned to that company. And after that, what happened was that I eventually broke my foot. And I really needed the money from the insurance, right? Because I had to stay home for three weeks. And imagine, so I made everything, like the entire processes of like asking for the money and doing whatever you need, like claiming. It's called claiming, right? So I claimed my my fee and then I, I got like, a, I got an envelope. I, I was like, how can you be so prehistoric? Just wire me the money. But I got an envelope with money in it to my house and literally i am not joking it had in it let me let me remember the exact sum uh, it had and i want i'm converting it to dollars also because i was paid in romanian currency it had around 25 bucks in it 25 dollars and i was like i called my insurance they mu- there must have been a, a problem i mean i broke my foot in half literally i can show you the x-ray i broke my foot in half through the middle like imagine like this i broke it and it was so weird i send them the 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 thing like the re- radioscope I, I can't remember how it's called like the you know the, the black x-ray. and white thing. the x-ray yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I sent them the x-ray i sent them everything everything they needed everything was legit and then they sent 25 Imagine I needed medicine. I needed to stay home for three weeks and in bed lying. And I was like, this must be a joke. And then I talked with them and I ended up figuring out that that is exactly how much I can earn. That's the maximum they can give me for that thing. And I ended up, of course, spending hundreds of dollars. And if you think of cost of opportunity that I stayed home, that that's thousands of dollars, right? And I said, no. I want all of my money out, everything. Like I was like, no, this is like the biggest BS I've had in my life. And that and I stopped selling insurances from, from that point on. I'm sure there are companies that fulfill their clients' um, needs, that like, their clients' claims, etc. We actually have a client that does that. I think it's some, something around 
of the claims actually get fulfilled, which is amazing. Because here I was, and I don't mind dropping names, it was MetLife, it was uh, AIG, MetLife, you know, those guys. I don't mind dropping names because it was the experience was so poor, I highly recommend against it at any point in time. So it's just <laughs> not, not a consideration for me anymore, right? Wow. Maybe they changed. Maybe they changed. I don't, maybe they changed process, they changed system, they changed people. They're not uh, fooling people anymore to say, hey, yeah, you're going to get this much and this much. And like, no, 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 don't, don't fool me. Just tell me, I, I don't mind. At the end of the day, hey, if this is a, a, as much as I get, okay. But be honest with me. Don't tell me I'm going to make, I'm going to earn this much if I break a foot. Because it was something like 5%. I remember clearly, it's 5% of the total money I get. I can I can get, right? And the total money was millions, literally in the millions. So 5% of that, yeah, that covers basically everything. And that's how it should be. But then they said, no, no, no. It's 5% of how much money you put in until then. But, but, but the insurance shouldn't be of how much money you put in. Insur- I'm obviously putting in less than what I expect to get. Be because putting I that in the in the bank. That's what you should yeah, have exactly. been doing at that point. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If I put it in the bank, I, I'm better because that's exactly my money and I can use it however I want. Not five percent right? of what you put yeah, in. It, exactly. So it's crazy. It was pff, I, I couldn't believe it. But yeah. So that was my issue. I didn't feel aligned with that, so I stepped out of it. Then something I thought was my dream was working in gaming. Imagine when, because I was such a geek, like all of my friends wanted, that was like our main goal. And so I, I got, I got a career uh, in the middle of nowhere, in like in like Siberia, in the middle of Siberia, there was like the biggest casual game, game developer. I didn't know, but you find these things out when you're part of the industry. And then I went there and it was a small salary, but at that point I was like 20. Uh, and the salary was 600 bucks a month, right? And I said, I'm not going to go to the middle of Siberia for that much money. I can make that much here just at home, right? And they're like, no, but this is your baseline. And if you truly are who you say you are, you can double this in the first month. And like, I will keep you up to that. And they're like, okay, yeah, fine, just come. I went there. It was true. In the very first month, I tripled my salary because it really was performance-based. So I, I appreciate the company a lot for that. But after that, I worked there for like a year and I really I realized this is not what I want to do. I cannot be convincing people to play games when I know they can be helping people. I know they could be uh, pursuing their passion when I know they could be doing anything other than playing a game. If playing a game really is your passion and you're in, into esports and into all of these things, then prove it. Don't be playing casually. If you're playing casually, it's it's much like football. Right. Very, very few people get to uh, play with huge athletes. Right. The others just play it as a game. So you need to make that distinction. So I said, no, I do not want to be part of this either. And then I keep transitioning and transitioning from industry to industry until I finally got to build Westrom, which is something I really like because our goal with Westrom is literally to make the world a better place. Right. To to help uh, people and businesses reach their full potential. And our ultimate goal is to help initiatives uh, that really, really uh, have a huge impact on the world, right? Anything like if we could help, for example, if we could help SpaceX, that would be amazing. If we we could help uh, the Red Cross, if we could help NASA, if we could help these initiatives that actually, or for example, 
we just decided an internal initiative to give out all of um, all of the ex you know you can delegate the part of your profits and a part of your revenue to causes you believe in like for example there is a a care or an organization in Romania that helps uh, children with cancer right and we decided to give everything we have in terms of uh, extra profits etc to them right so that's another thing that 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 we care about and we we do so help anything that has to do with healthcare innovation etc if we can help those causes then then we're like at our maximum as a company <laughs> so when i was building those uh, it's just it was just natural a natural transition from one to the other Oh, I, okay. Well, I mean, that is that is awesome. And Westrom, <laughs> uh, they you're you're a marketing company, right? We we also do marketing. So we have three main verticals, right? The first vertical is uh, of marketing, right? We help uh, businesses get more clients. The second vertical is innovation. That is literally to help you in terms of businesses, in terms of, in terms sorry, in terms of software processes, in terms of um, any, anything that has to do with tech, basically. So the easiest way, the easiest example is a website, right? If you're, especially if you're in e-commerce, we can help you a lot. But even if you have like uh, an enterprise and you want to upgrade your website, we can help you with that. In terms of SEO, conversion rate optimization, right? Everything that has to do with that. But on the other side, the projects we really enjoy are like the most complicated ever, right? <laughs> so right now we have, the chance to help uh, doctors and patients interact much better between them, right? Um, uh, doctor scheduling, you know, it's a pain always. You need to call the doctor and then say, okay, when when can I come? And, and it, just all of this useless things. And for example, right now, there is a very, very good uh, service. It's called Calendly. You use it. I use it also. And we're literally uh, building Calendly for doctors for um, a, a big institution. So we, we enjoy that a lot because that, that helps the, uh, the, the industry of healthcare, right? If you need urgency, uh, urgent help, you can just pinpoint, right, when, what's the problem. And by the time you get there, everyone's already ready. They're prepped to help you, right? Or if you just one checkups, you can schedule them automatically on the doctor's calendar and things like that. So they're very, very good. So the, the more complex the project, the, the more we like it in terms of dev, in terms of what we develop for people. And the last one is <coughs> scaling. So we help um, businesses much like you do. We help businesses scale their, their processes, uh, scale their human resources, uh, everything that has to do with growth in general, right? Um, auditing their company, staying with them week by week, and and you know the value of this. It's 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 huge. That's the number of clients we have. Are most are in dev, some are in uh, marketing, and very few on um, on coaching and scaling because that's what I focused on until now. Right at any point in time, I can pivot. I can say, okay, I want more coaching clients, and then I get more. Like I actually. Uh, last week I signed up someone else. So w whenever I want to pivot, I can because that's how my business is structured. But right now, that's the the uh, how clients are distributed. More most are in development, then marketing, and then coaching. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, Robert, how did your family take it when you didn't stick around the farm? <laughs> 
Yeah, so basically, I was born in one town that's called Beyush. And then I was, every day, I was, imagine this, walking to the other town, which was Finnish, where I would literally work and play around and do all of these things. That's like, in miles, I think it's three miles, more or less, two to three miles, I would walk that. Now, whenever people think of going from Beyush to Finnish, like, of course I go by car. I'm like, you weren't made in a car. Just walk there, or go, or take a bike, or something. It's just, it's just three miles, and I, li- I, I would walk. Winter, summer, it didn't matter. I would just walk there. <laughs> so literally, I was born in a very, very modest uh, uh, family. Imagine at one point, I was already, I think, ten. My uh, family debated whether they should get a car or a computer. Because we couldn't afford both, right? <laughs> so it was like either a car or a computer. They eventually decided to buy a computer, which was a good decision because then it made me more tech savvy, right? I knew what what the computer is, how how uh, how it works, etc. And that literally made me oh, okay, yeah, I like this. So let let me find figure out more of this, right? If we would have bought a car, who knows? I mean, you know, destiny works in mysterious ways. If we would have bought a car, then. I might not be here right now, right, talking to you. So this is very, very interesting. But wow. um, I, my family did never make me work. And that's something I really appreciated, really. Now, looking back, I was never forced to work, never. At any point in time, did they not tell me, yeah, you need to go for them. No, I did it because I wanted that value. So, for example, whenever I would see around the house, that something was messed up in terms of like not in order or not clean. I knew my mom had to clean that. So I would proactively do it so that she doesn't have to. Right. And I just love adding value all, all my life. I love adding value to, to people. And I think that that can be seen right now. Also, I, I just figured these things out looking back right then. It just made sense to me to do it. <clears throat> but right now, when I talk about it, it's I was never made to do anything. Or for example, if I would ask my my father for money to buy anything, basically he would say, "No, I don't have money." Which I now I just disagree with. You never say to a child, I, "We don't have money." No, no, no. You say, "Why do you want to buy it?" Right? You have a conversation with him, but you never say, "We don't have money," because that's a, a poverty mentality, right? But right now, uh, I, I appreciate that whenever I would go to him and I say. I want to buy a book. Say, so, yeah, here's here's the what, how much does it cost? Here it is. Just go buy it, right? Whenever it, it doesn't matter. If if I would have uh, like a quote noble task for the money, he would always give give me. It doesn't matter if he had or if he hadn't, right? He would always give me. So that's very nice. And after that, I moved to <coughs> I went to Oradia when I was 14 because I literally did not want to stay home anymore. I I'm not the type to go by rules, especially rules that don't make sense to me. If you can explain it and it does make sense, I'll follow it. Why wouldn't I? I have no reason to. But if you, you're going to tell me that I can't do X or I should do Y and you don't explain Y, then I won't. I'm sorry. I just, I'm just that type of person. So my imagine my, my father is like a, a retired general, a retired army general. So I didn't really have much of a choice regarding rules, right? <laughs> I, you either kept them or you didn't. And if you didn't, you would feel it. And if you would, then it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and I didn't agree with that. So I left and I wanted to go. I also wanted to pursue bigger 
um, opportunities because in, in Beush, again, it's a very, very small town. And for some reason, I naturally felt it is a very small town, even when I was young. So I left to Oradia, which isn't a big change, but it is uh, 20 times bigger than Beush. So much bigger in, in terms of scale. So I went there and I'm so glad I did because there I had um, uh, access to all kinds of international projects, to funds. So it was very, very nice and I could uh, grow much faster. My family didn't like it as much as I would have liked them to. But I mean, it was my choice and I started making choices when I was very young. Oh, clearly. <laughs> uh, I'm sure your mom appreciated you wanting to to be helpful and uh, clean up after or proactively clean up. Um, yeah. Before yeah. She still mentions to. that sometimes. She still mentions that sometimes. So it's very nice. <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, you're, uh, you're into, to learning and I, and I see here, Robert, that you, uh, you just learned, uh, advanced Spanish just like six yeah. months ago and then yeah. also how to snowboard. And, uh, mm -hmm. then you had mentioned the, the Latino dance class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something I believe is that the more you exercise a muscle, the, the faster it grows. And the, the brain is the best, the best example of that, right? The more tasks you give it, the more its capability to provide results for those tasks expands, right? And it's very, very interesting. So, for example, right now I speak five languages. Uh, Spanish is one of them. And the reason why I learned Spanish is literally because I met Adriana. I had in, in, in no, <laughs> I didn't think about learning Spanish, but um, again, that we did meet, we did fall in love, and I did decide to learn Spanish just so I can communicate with her family, with her friends. I can become part of her universe, and then I eventually figured out that yes, I I do like her a lot, and then I I want I do want to be like. Um, uh, in a relationship with her, etc. Because, I mean, when you're 20, 20 something, you, these things don't come that obviously, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I, I think I like her, right? <laughs> it's like, I, I think I like her very much, and then I think I love her. You know, you, you transition towards these steps. And then um, I, I was speaking Spanish, so I learned Spanish from books. I learned Spanish with a little app that's called Duolingo. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's very, very good. I recommend it, Duolingo. And there are many, many ways, right? I was talking to people. I, I tried learning a lot, a lot, a lot by myself. And then last year I said, hey, I, I know very, I know I know very good Spanish. Let, let's just, let me just make sure uh, all of the gaps are filled in. So then I took a two-month two course that literally ended up in me being certified in uh, B2, right, advanced Spanish. So that was very, very good. I, I enjoyed that. After that, snowboard, snowboarding, it's, it's natural for me. I love extreme sports. Um, and my co-founder, Marius, was like uh, the person, one of the people I, I have the highest respect for on the planet. Uh, he does that. And he, he would ski before and then he would snowboard. And I really wanted to learn also. So we would go together snowboarding. I can't say I'm good at it, but I I do know how to do it, right? I know all of the steps. I just need a lot of practice <laughs> to get like the confidence to do all of the things Marius does right now. And Latino dance classes I took because my angel really, really likes to dance. So she enjoys it so much. And 
ever since our relationship, I felt so bad that whenever she would like to dance, I couldn't. I, I just, I mean, I could dance pathetically <laughs> and then she, <laughs> she would just get bored after a few steps. But I said, no, no, I need to learn better. I need to be better at this. So I took a, a dance class and it really, it was very helpful. I always wanted to know, but I never took the time to do it. And now I know that also. So I really enjoy learning and I recommend everyone do it. Like at no point in time do I not have like a book in my uh, in my suitcase, right? Uh, or in my bag or near my um, near my bed that I can't read. I can pull out and just read something at any point in time. Oh, that that's awesome, and that's <laughs> you know uh, it's pretty pretty selfless of you um, to go along with all the awesome things that you you're trying to accomplish, um, especially with your business um, ventures to to put your not just your best foot forward, but like other people's best foot forward, and you know and help them in that way. So I, I really uh, I really admire that. Thank thank you so much. My my idea was the following. I. I don't mind speaking. I, I obviously spoke in front of in front of tens of thousands of people until now and so on. But what uh, fulfills me the most is being the catalyst from for someone else's success. That 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 for me is priceless. Like whenever, for example, and this is personal and professional also. For example, um, I think last year I, I can't remember the exact time when it was because so things move so fast in my life. But last year, I think it was at one point in time, we made an audit of uh, my angel's life so far. And she, she literally said something like, uh, I'm so grateful to have you. I wouldn't have accomplished all of the things I have without you until now. Right. And it literally made me cry. It's like, it's so touchy for me. Whenever someone tells me that uh, as a result of their collaboration with me, or as a result of them interacting with me, they're a better person, their life has become better. Like, I realize that that's what makes me most happy, right? That, that That's our my maximum. So then I decided to make Westrom not the company that is the best company on the planet, but the company that makes other companies the best companies on the planet, or other individuals, right? Of, of course, that transition, that translates to Westrom becoming successful. The more people I help, the more successful Westrom and the more successful X27, the more successful CookFeed, the more successful all of my businesses will be as a result of me, as you said, selflessly helping them. It is selfish. I mean, I know, you know, because it, for me, it's like a, a rush of endorphins. Whenever I know I can help someone, I'm like, yes, yes, let, let me do that. Let me do that fast. <laughs> it's funny, though, because the, the selflessness of it yeah. is selfish because we do yeah. it to make ourselves feel good. Um, yeah. And yeah. not everybody always realizes and understands yeah. that that relationship between selfless yeah. and selfish. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I just want to quickly remind everyone that you're listening to the Dreamers podcast. I'm Joe Pardo, and this is Robert Indreas, no, Indreas, Indreas. <laughs> Very well. I will, I will get this. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're talking about uh, you know entrepreneurship and and business, you know the businesses that he owns and helping people and and all the things that make you know listening to Dreamers podcast really 
the reason to do it in the first place. So, Robert, I'd like to ask you, what's been your biggest roadblock? Now, I know earlier you said that, you know, you eliminate those roadblocks, um, especially the, the self ones. But what about the ones that maybe a self, one that wasn't coming from you, that wasn't self-limiting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Um... Just to come back, when when I say that um, I don't stop myself from from road, so or when I said that before that I don't stop myself from roadblocks, I was basically talking about um, I don't stop myself when it's time to work, right? Whenever I need to do work, to do work, it, uh, even if it's work I don't like, I always make myself do it. I have no problem doing that. Of course, there are days and days, right? There are some days and like I do not want to get up today. I did literally. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> Just please be it tomorrow, right? But those are rare, of course. Most days I wake up and I'm I'm very excited to to get things done. Actually, I don't have a, an alarm that goes off. I just wake up naturally between 3:30 a.m. and 7. So that's that's more or less the the quadrant. 7 is max and especially now 7 is my max because my angel wakes up at seven, so we start talking, messaging, etc. So <laughs> that's um, that's literally the the moment in which I, I I get up and I know my body should get up. Doesn't matter when I went to sleep. <laughs> but um, in terms of roadblocks, it's always internal. It's it's all I fought, figured out after these years. It's always something that keeps you that keeps you like for example. I've in the first two years of Westrom, I've literally worked on a project that has not returned any profits, anything, because I believed and I, I foolishly believed that if you give 100%, you never take, that it will eventually turn out for you. And I realized that can work as a person. And I, I don't think it does because I've seen it not work in other parts of my life. But as a business, it definitely does not work. The, the lifeblood of business is money. I don't care what how altruist you are, how, how good you are, it is money. And I literally had the opportunity to give speeches for, uh, for example, in Mexico, I gave speeches to the 22 biggest uh, non-profits in Mexico at the same time. And of course, these people deal, deal with poverty, they deal with uh, food, they deal with uh, anything, anything like helping businesses, small business owners, etc. <laughs> and at one point, I started to get angry because they started mentioning all of the things they do and everything. Like, no, 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 wait, wait, stop. And like, tell me the best way to uh, alleviate poverty. Tell me. And they started. Uh, well, education. I said like, no. Um, 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 teachers, no. Uh, this, no. And they were no, no, no. I would shoot everything out of the sky. The moment it, it came up, I'm like, okay, but what is it? And, and I told them, the way to <coughs> uh, make sure poverty doesn't exist is to not become part of it. You can't become poor. Make sure you or anyone you talk to does not have a poor mentality and then poverty will not exist. Poverty is a choice, just as riches are a choice, just as everything in life is a choice, right? Everything is based on you. If you want to make more money, learn how to make more money. And that's it. If you want to help more people, learn how to help more people, but you have to have it. So someone said, after I said this example, said, I don't agree. Okay, tell me why you don't agree. He said, if I have two shoes, I'll give one of them to a poor person. 
And I told them, who bought the shoes? Tell me, who bought the effing shoes? Someone paid for it. And he's like, no, I, I got them as a gift. Someone else paid for it. Someone still paid for it. The materials that it's made of, the labor, it's made of the transportation to get it in your hand, those costs, someone paid for it. Do not uh, BS me, right? That is money. And do not tell me that the Red Cross sends up tons of uh, uh, resources and hundreds of people to uh, Haiti or wherever on free. Gas costs, uh, uh, those the food costs, the, the time of the people costs because they also need to eat, they also need clothes, etc. Everything costs, right? So the lifeblood of any organization, I don't care whether you're a nonprofit or you're for-profit, is, is money. And I <clears throat> did not realize this. I was always altruist. I would always give, give, and never ask. And then I realized, no, I provide valuable services, very valuable services, to the people I interact with, I am going to ask for the prices that I know I deserve, right? <clears throat> and then I started doing that, and it skyrocketed. In the first month, <clears throat> I made like pathetic, like 40 bucks. In the second month, I made 200. The month after that, I made five. The month after that, eight. That after that, I started making over a thousand. After that, two thousand, three, five, and now I'm making around. I think $80,000 a month or something like that. But yeah, it's very, it grew a lot. But you can so give very, so very much cool. more now. Yes, like, exactly. You can give more than just your time <laughs> and help so many more people than just what your time was allotted. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because you can give money to, to those causes that, you know, do that. Or at some point, even start your own cause, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. Like that, I mean, I, that I would say maybe wait until you're a little bit older and you're, you're, not mm. retired, but you you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're you you yeah. you're like all right. I'm looking for the next thing because I'm yeah. You know I'm looking yeah. for something yeah. else. But yeah, I, I you know it's really important. Um, yeah. They and you know the funny thing is is with nonprofits because I work for a nonprofit uh, four days a week in in Camden, New Jersey, and like the, I think the what I've noticed because I had never worked in a nonprofit. I didn't know a whole lot of nonprofits before the, this and what w like what I understand is is that they understand the one I work for that mm -hmm. they understand that like bringing in the money is like mm -hmm. the most important part yeah like yeah and yeah. the story <laughs> that, that's yeah. it yeah so exactly. um exactly. so it, yeah and there's so many things that I mean that we could go yeah. in about that but uh Robert I'm curious when you were on the farm what was your childhood dream growing up Ooh, uh, that's very, very interesting. So um, when I, I think I can, with all honesty, I can't remember back then um, what my thoughts were, but I always, so for example, just to give you an idea, when I was in high school and I was at the table once with my mom, just randomly, because that happens in family, right? So <laughs> they're just randomly there for no reason. <laughs> and then I saw my, my mom like thoughtful, like she was thinking of something deeply and like, what are you thinking of? Just tell me what's wrong. What happened? Like, I'm worried for you, Robert. I'm like, what are you talking about? Why, why would you be worried? I'm like, I, I have good grades. I write there everything. Like, why would you be worried? And she's like, I think you like too many things. I think you like, I don't know what you're going to do. I have no idea what you're going to do. I think you like too many things. Because I was literally uh, studying and doing math and then computer sciences and then sports and uh, because I was an athlete for example when I was in high school and so many other things at the same time and she didn't know what uh, 
what what I like, what I'm gonna do. I said, don't worry, I'll figure it out. Don't, don't think about it, I will. <laughs> and when I was young, I think I wanted to do more things. So I remember clearly at one point wanting to be a doctor. My mom, my mother is a medic, and I really enjoy. And even right now, I'm never grossed out whenever I need to do something. Right, uh, I can heal someone. I can heal myself. Um, when I had, like, for example, an operation on my leg, uh, they literally, I had an extra bone and they had to cut it off. And in my mind, me, the innovator, I thought that they're going to use some laser and they, they're going to do something, right? I was already fantasizing, oh my God, it's going to be awesome. But no, it literally was like a, 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 a hammer and like a metal bar, like, and like hitting my bone until it breaks. And the best part is that they did not uh, put me to sleep. I was literally awake during the entire operation. And th- that was on my personal request. And like, don't, don't put me to sleep. Why? It's just an operation. You're just going to cut my bone off. I, I had no idea what, uh, on, with all honesty. But now I, I wouldn't do it any differently. I mean, nothing happened. It's just like I lived through it. But I really enjoy um, health. I really enjoy like everything that has to do with healthcare. And innovation specifically within the healthcare. And when I was young on the farm, I would want the same thing. Another thing I wanted to do was I, w- I wanted to build things. My, uh, my grandfather was a woodworker. He would build things for people like furniture. And he would build like, for example, um, uh, how do you call it? Like these for funeral, funeral beds, you know? Uh, like caskets? Yeah, yeah, caskets, sorry. Yeah, caskets and everything, everything that was made of wood. He was very, very good. He was highly appreciated. And I, I, I wanted to build things. And he would make things. Every, everything he would build was so beautiful. But like, I can't believe you did that. And because, you know, like the wood, the raw material just looked like wood. <laughs> and then he, he carves it so nicely. He was literally an artist. And I love that so much. And that's another thing I remember I wanted to be. After that, I was learning a lot about tech, even in Bayush, even in like the small city, I was learning a lot about how things work, right? And I enjoyed learning that. I enjoyed learning how things work and building all of these things. I all of the time would build something. And after that, for example, I realized I like designing. So literally I would be designing cars. Like I can show you a, a something I did when I was 10. I li- it's literally a van in 3D with all of the all of the 3D um, um, perspectives and rules followed, right? All of the lines you can see them there. The wheels are perfect. The the doors are perfect. I couldn't believe my eyes when I would see that. I can't believe I drew that when I was 10, right? And then I would also draw werewolves, right? I would draw people like faces of people and like. I would show that to my mom and she would like be blown away. She wouldn't believe it. And things, so I, I literally did so many things. I wanted to be so many things. But again, I would never go away from working. I know if it, I, the first one doesn't come out, then I'll draw another one. Then I'll draw another one until I love it, right? Until I think it's awesome and other people say, yeah, this is amazing. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that would definitely go along with marketing for sure. You know, yeah. as part of marketing for sure. Yeah. So, um Robert, what do your dreams for the future look like? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's that's like the longest question or longest answer you could have uh, asked a question <laughs> for. Um, I will try to minimize it as much as possible. So, just to give you some numbers fast. Um, overall, 
I want to own, not maybe not fully, but I want to own 11 organizations in, I think, seven different industries. Uh, of course, this might grow. This might grow in the future. And now I have even bigger perspective, so it might actually grow. Um, but uh, that's currently my uh, what I see. These organizations are aerospace, right? Are in healthcare, uh, innovation within health, are in uh, uh, ecology, I think it's called, like pronounced correctly, because I have so many ideas regarding what we could do with the tech tech we have right now and that we're not doing. And it's crazy. I don't have the money to do it. That's that's the only thing I I can't do it myself. But I can literally, if I have enough success in the businesses I have, I can literally go to an investor and say, this is my idea. This is what I'm going to do. This is the exact business metrics. And I can talk like an entrepreneur. I can talk like someone that's already did this three times successfully. Then look, give me your money. I'm going to give you a 10x return on it. And I'm also going to make the world a better place because of it, right? So, but yeah, as a perspective, um, those are some of the the areas I want to dive into. So a total of 11 companies. I want... My company is to be worth uh, one over one trillion dollars, so more than many economies on the planet right now. Uh, and I honestly, thinking about that and adding up the math, it's so possible. So many people can do that. So many people can. Not like one person. You don't understand me wrong. So I'm not comparing myself to, for example, Bill Gates. That's worth um, six hundred. Uh, sorry, sixty mil billion is or what it is right now, or eighty. I can't even remember. That's one person. No, I'm talking about the companies in general, right? The span of the companies that I own <laughs> should be that much or more. And why Why do I think in terms of money? Because maybe people can say that's not altruism. No, no, no. You don't understand how altruism works then. Altruism works as how much good can you do, right? I see money as not money. I see it as an energy. And I keep telling people at conferences, money is like a knife. You can use the knife to uh, um, uh, make like a sandwich for a poor person, or you can use the knife to do some very deep harm for someone else. The same exact knife, right? I decide to use it to add value, right? I decide to use it in a positive way. I decide to use it very, very well. So if I can use $1,000 well, or if I can use a trillion dollars well, well, that's a game changer, right? And I, as in terms of influence, I want to be able to influence that much. <coughs> uh, short term, I uh, and all of this, as in terms of goals, just so we get there, all of this whilst having balance in my life. I want to have uh, a great family life. I already think I have. I don't have children yet. I want to in the future, but right now I'm, I'm fine as, as I am. I want to continue being healthy. I'm actually one of the healthiest people I know, and not because I just work with unhealthy people. <laughs> no, my standards are very high in general. Um, I I do a lot of passion projects. I have many, many things all, all across the board, right, in terms of uh, balance, uh, life balance. I want to keep that. It doesn't matter how many things I do in the future. And uh, short term, I my one of my immediate goals for this year is to become a millionaire literally if uh, everything closes that i have right now as in warm leads warm business opportunities i'm already there i'm just literally waiting i I never really wait but (laughs) it's just like a matter (laughs) of time right now right so this year 
it's almost uh, sh uh, certain that I'm going to become a millionaire in dollars, right? I'm already a millionaire in my home country, but that's not really <laughs> that's not really my goal. <laughs> my goal is like uh, internationally. So I'm I'm hoping for that. If everything goes well, we are going to pass 3.5 million this year across all of my companies, which is very very nice. I know it's little in terms of other people if I compare myself with other, but I'm so happy. And I literally, at this, <laughs> just thinking that uh, my family made, like when I was born, like nothing compared to this. Like literally, right now, I think every month I make more than how much my family would make in a year. All of it, all of my family, right? My entire family. <laughs> wow. And it's, it's, it's much more, right, as one single person. So, it's 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 crazy to think uh, in terms like that in terms of how, how how you can grow and I'm sure I can grow much more. So that's my immediate um, goal right now. I want uh, in terms of passion projects, I really want to learn snowboarding. So next winter, I'm gonna go at least like ten times. I really want to know that. Uh, something else I want to learn is how to ride a motorcycle. Right, I want to have that under my belt also. Um, in terms of my businesses. I really would like to see that um, my my businesses add value to at least one cause that I can definitely be part of. And right now, uh, we're very, very close to that because we're help, literally helping the health industry, right? Doctors and uh, medics and patients, etc. So I really think we're, we're in the good direction. In terms of my relationship, I uh, I really enjoy everything I do with Adriana. So we we have like goals to travel at least once a year, twice if we can, three times if we can, right? So we're now gonna travel across Mexico, which will be beautiful. Health, I want to stay just as healthy, maybe a bit more, etc. So uh, yeah, those are my goals, short and long term. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! Love it! It's you know, when you have that positive attitude and that, that like, yeah, we're, it's going to like, we're going to make it happen. Like we don't know yeah. everything, but you yeah. know, Google does. And so does, <laughs> you know, the process that we go through to figure yeah. out like solutions for things. Um, uh, Robert, before, before we, uh, start to wrap up here, I did want to ask you what, what games, uh, did you grow up playing there? uh computer games you mean yeah 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 oh my god so many because so I, I i am a, a gamer was <laughs> and, and still to this day yeah. very nice very nice i i still play sometimes i just um i'll explain the dynamics so when i was young gaming was part of life it was a game all of life was a game so it was just a natural thing to add into right so i would play things like um need for speed if you remember yeah i would yeah. play i would play fifa I would play Warcraft. I would play um, Warcraft, like Warcraft one, two, three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Strategy, yeah. Uh, Age of Empires, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things. Anything that anything across the board, like Prince of Persia, when it came out, it was mesmerizing. Like the first one, um, like a lot, a lot of things, um, etc. Right. So I can keep going and going on. Sim After City. That, Sim yes, City? I did. Yes, yes, that, yes. That's one of my also, favorites. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I hated the uh, freaking tornadoes and everything. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> come on, leave me alone! Why, why? Or the earthquakes that would literally destroy my power plant and then like my entire city would. Oh God, no! <laughs> but yeah, like problems you had to deal with. And um, right after that, 
I went into much more collaborative games. So I started playing Warcraft 3 uh, Dota, if yep. you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I went into World of Warcraft. Uh, I played EVE Online. Like, oh, amazing game. I, I recommend yeah. that also. Um, and more recently, League of Legends. So right now, whenever I have like 30 minutes that I just want to use up for something, like I don't want to think. And this happens. And many people don't understand, especially technicians. You're at the end of your day. It's 5 p.m. You've been working for the past 8 to 10 hours. You do not want to take a single decision. I, I, I don't want to decide. I, there's so many decisions to take. I don't want to decide. I just leave me. You don't know, want to cry. Just, I don't have the answers. Just leave me alone, right? And at that point in time, like, okay, yeah, I'm going to play a game or something just to get my mind off things. So that's that's what I do right now. So I play League of Legends whenever I have, like, these moments. and I just want to escape. I just want to play something. And uh, the reason why, for example, I stopped playing World of Warcraft is because uh, I don't have who to play with, for example. Like if I would have someone, I would just log in one hour a week or two hours a week and just make make some progress with that person. That's some but, that's uh, some like serious dedication to not getting addicted <laughs> to one to two hours. I mean, I've never played WoW, but I grew up playing yeah. EverQuest, so yeah, I, EverQuest know, I know, yeah. I know, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, with uh, with League of Legends, for example, it's just so easy because you you literally just play start game. And it's a it's a half an hour, and you always have a team. Like it finds a team for you, right? And you, you it's always collaborative. It's it's fun. It's a, I like it a lot. I, I think they they made a very good uh, uh, design, made a very good game. You know, I, I haven't played uh, Dota or, or League of Legends, but one of my biggest gripes with like, uh, so I just got Overwatch recently, and my oh, biggest gripe yeah. with that is it takes like four or five minutes to get the game started. Like by the time <laughs> yeah, you yeah. find a game, then you got to yeah, wait, yeah. pick your character, and that takes yeah, like 30 yeah, yeah. seconds. Then you got to sit around yeah. for another minute, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, I, yeah. I have a kid now. Like I don't, like if I can sit down <laughs> and play for five to five, ten minutes, like I don't want to be yeah. sitting around waiting for a loading yes. screen, waiting for this yes. or that, like. I yes. want to go, 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 you know, go like this. Why I play like Quake, you know, that Quake's my yes. game. Quake 3. Oh is, my god, yes. Quake 3 is Quake like Live. the best one ever. Yes, it's the best one ever. I, I Even now, so um, a few years ago, I, I, like a couple of years ago, we had like a, a geek night and we, we took out all of these uh, games we would play when we were younger, right? And we would make <laughs> like tournaments and Quake 3 was one of them. It's like so fun and it literally loads in instantly. You just click play and you're all automatically playing and just shooting rockets at people, right? And it's just it's just so much fun. I, I love the dynamic. I agree. If that, that would be another game, but I, I just don't know how to play that uh, uh, with others. Maybe you know, but it just lol figures everything out for me. I just click play, load, enter, uh, start, <laughs> and then it, it it figures out everything. I just select the the uh, hero I want to play with, yep. the champion, sorry, and I, I'm doing other things in the meanwhile. And then it just tells me the game tells me that it's gonna start. Okay, yeah, I'm just gonna play for 30 minutes or however much it lasts, and then I can't <laughs> get out of it. <laughs> we'll have to get you uh, hooked up with Quake Live because there's still a lot of people on playing Quake, which is basically Quake Three, just an updated version. Uh-huh. Um, so I have to get you get you playing because I I I mean I play it now and I I love it. Um, very nice, very nice. In fact, I went to a LAN party like two like a month and a half ago, and like mostly what we ended up playing was Quake Three Rocket Arena. Like it was like three of us, <laughs> and that's all we because it was everybody else was like playing all these other games, and I'm like, yeah. ah, I just want to play Quake. That's all yeah, I want to yeah. play. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Robert, how can people connect with you online? 
So um, in general, if if you search for any of my companies, you're going to find me. So if you search for Westrom, that's W-E-S-R-O-M, six letters, right? W-E-S-R-O-M.com. Uh, and you can search on Google, Westrom Corporation, or just Westrom, Robert, and you're going to find me. Uh, my email is robert at westrom.com. Um, Every, Skype is Robert Indriesh, but you're you're not gonna know how to pronounce that. So <laughs> just uh, just send me an email whenever you want, and I promise to respond and um, I promise to be of value in any way I can to any person listening right here. Well, thank you. I I uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to to come on the show, and uh, I'd love to to know. Do you have any last thoughts you'd like to share before we wrap up? Yes, I would have one last thought that I realized is the game changer in anything, anything you want to do. And this, if you want to learn more about it, you should study Jack Canfield, um, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, he wrote. But what the, the book I'm referring to is Success Principles. It's amazing. All of success is based on one factor, taking responsibility, right? Take 100% responsibility for the results you want to achieve. And that's very important because people do not understand the concept. They Not even intellectually, they don't understand it. Because, for example, I do coaching even with couples. And then I, for example, when I coach someone in a couple and they tell me, uh, I ask them, do you take 100% responsibility for your relationship? And they say, yes. Say, okay. And then we talk. And then at one point they say uh, something like, yeah, it was. Uh, I was prepared. It was a good. I wanted to make a good night, etc. But then my partner showed up stressed, and then it ruined the entire night. I'm like, hey, hey, wait, wait. You said you take 100% responsibility for the outcome. You're like, I do, but they should also contribute. No, that's already not 100%. Like, isn't it 50-50? No, it's not 50. It's 100. If you want to have an amazing night, you're gonna make everything you're going to do everything to have an amazing night right it's of course it's much harder in concept i'm making this sound easy because when, <laughs> when you when you prepare dinner and you buy flowers and and every you clean and then the, the, the other person shows up and they're like frustrated and angry and well and like why do i even put up with this right that's like the first thing that comes in why do i even try right but then you need to remember i love that person who knows i need to be there for them right and it's something if you truly take 100% responsibility, whether it's personally or in your business, then things get done. Because you're like, I delegate this, but I'm responsible. Even if I delegate it, it doesn't matter. I'm responsible because I have a client I or I have investors or I have other team members that are waiting for it. I need to make sure it gets done, right? So I'm always responsible. If my business is going down, then I know I'm part of the fault. And I take 100% responsibility to make sure, okay, how to figure out what can I do better, what can I do differently. If people would accept truly, truly, really, truly accept 100% responsibility, that the world would not be the same. Not at all. It is such a difference that it would be light years away from where we are right now, I believe. I think it's one thing to say it, it's a whole nother to understand yes. it and actually like your act because actions speak louder than words. So it's like, yeah, you could say it and that's great. And you might mean it like in what you, in the yeah. sense of what you're saying, but at the end yeah. of the day, 
it's the exactly. actions that come from that that exactly. really matter. Exactly. And exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I could totally see you running exactly. into into things like that because at that point, it's a hundred percent your responsibility. Like, if if to make that decision of like, okay, yeah. we've had ten dinners that I made, and out yeah. of ten dinners, nine of them went to poop. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I need to move, you know, maybe we need to move in a different direction and I need yeah. to take responsibility so that I can start to be happy and that yeah. she can start to be happy because maybe I'm contributing to that because I make yeah. bad dinners. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't eat the dinner, but somebody clearly is not happy yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. so exactly. Robert, thank you so much for coming on, on the dreamers podcast. I really enjoyed having you and I, you're welcome to come back anytime to, uh, to follow up and, and see, you know, check in on how everything's been going. Definitely, definitely. I, I enjoyed learning about the podcast. I enjoyed listening to like uh, other people you had there. Very, very, very good jobs on the interviews. It's very interesting when you really have a deep perspective of who someone is, why they are, why they do what they do, uh, how how they how they make their, their dream come true, right? In in terms of like staying staying aligned. But uh, it's also very important to note that these people all of them start somewhere and that's that i think the most important factor you start somewhere and you grow and you grow and you just need to be a dreamer and be willing to put in the effort right put in the hours to get whatever you want thank you very very much joe for having me uh it's been a pleasure to talk to you well thank you and you're very welcome and you know one of the things that i i've always prided uh about having this show is it's not just for the audience it's also for for the guests so the guests can reflect and go back and listen and hopefully we we pulled out some things that you might not have thought about in a while it's kind of <laughs> sounded like I, I hit on a, a few of those things uh yes, for you so so i really uh it's one of the things i really do enjoy doing and it's one of the things i really enjoy about this because getting to you know being able to listen um you know is learning for me yeah. so because yeah. i don't really do the reading book thing but yeah. i do watch a lot of documentaries i let you know and i have a show where i get to learn yeah. lots of lessons and stuff like that it all starts with listening so yeah. um thank you again robert i really appreciate it and if you've enjoyed this episode of the dreamers podcast please feel free to share it with a friend and hopefully they can get something out of this as well thank you again yeah. robert definitely thanks so much Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.